The Digi-Volution! Is that Ben running? Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know it was coming? Our Digi-Destiny! Starts today. Let me hear you say... Digimon! Woo! Even I felt nerdy after that. Welcome to Podmon Adventure, the podcast where I'm really getting sick of that laugh. <laughs> uh, here's always to give him a laugh to get sick to is me, Nolan. Sick, sick to my stomach of that, of that laugh of mine. And also <laughs> Goose is here. Hey, Goose. Hi. Uh, so, um, so last week we killed Myotismon and Wizardmon, ripped to a real one. Mm. <laughs> um, Angel Mommy is here now, and so everybody but TK has their ultimates. Um, but we're left Did on a... Does it strike you as weird? I've been thinking about this since last week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> does it strike you as weird that, like, Gatamon's... Like, whole thing is that she's a cat. Her evolution had nothing to do with cats at all? Uh, I mean, not really since... I mean, Gatamon uh, is a dinosaur. Gabmon is a dinosaur in a wolf pelt who turns into a wolf. That's right. But at least he's got the the wolf pelt. You know, there's something there. <laughs> so, so if, oh. if Gatumon was wearing angel skin, you'd be okay with it? It would make more sense. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Oh, is he wearing jeans because he feels like he's going to be naked? I mean... Who? No, this is a different di- Digimon. Wear Gururumon? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we were getting at. It's like, why do some of them have clothing? Yeah. If they don't have jennies, <laughs> that was a whole thing. And also, I mean, with Angemon, Patamon is a weird rabbit bat thing. That's a good point. That yeah, turns into an nothing angel. to do with yeah. It's just a bubble with bat yeah. wings. Um, but no, it does. It doesn't just because it doesn't really operate on uh like Pokemon rules. Like, the Digivolutions don't necessarily make sense. Yeah. Um, in fact, we get more that makes sense in this season than I would expect us to. It's not like we have an, like, an armadillo turning into an ankylosaur or anything like that. Spoilers. But, um, but yeah, so... So this episode, I can't even picture what an ankylosaur is. Um, Which one's that? That's one with the, like the spines yeah. and the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this episode. What's um. Uh, what you expecting? What you hoping? What was it called again? Prophecy. Prophecy. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, I think the kids are gonna take a moment to celebrate, and uh, see the band Prophecy in. In uh, in concert as a <laughs> means of rewarding themselves for a job well done. Um, Kari, in uh, doing so, will force uh, Gato Mon to evolve into uh, Angel Woman. Uh, she will be taken backstage because of her obvious uh, physical uh, you know attributes, and um, then we begin the. Uh, the next arc wherein uh, Prophecy is Me Tooed by the uh, Digidestined and um, they end up um, sorry, I, I taste pennies. Um, what was <laughs> I talking about? I don't know, but I, I'm i not going to say you nailed it. <laughs> but I also see no reason to watch this episode now because 
well, you just you nailed it. But um, I guess we should anyway. But um, but first, some new news and some old news to you guys. So uh, there's a new uh, movie coming out later this year. Um, and the adventure uh, timeline. The good news is that um, it will be Digimon Adventure 02, the beginning. It will be out, at least in Japan, on October 27th. Uh, no USA release date, but it's usually a few weeks to a month after. The bad news is <coughs> that we still have a third of a season, then a whole other season, then a movie, then a TV special, then six movies or half a season, depending on how we break try down, and then another movie before we get there. So um, I'm going to try, because I would like to have something of this show that I haven't seen a thousand times to actually have a fresh first watch experience with, but I don't know if I'll be able to stop myself from watching that whenever it comes out. But Well, why don't, uh, why don't we just do a... Um a bonus episode. Well, we we will, but since it's in the continuity, I want to get to that point in the continuity because it will be oh, building shit. on things that we haven't. And by that point, we'll just be starting the uh, the second season as far as the release goes. But um, we'll we'll get there before too terribly long. Um, but. We'll definitely do do that. We'll have to talk about how we want to do um, like the movies and and stuff because we're not too far off from uh, from the first movie. But like I said, I don't know when that's coming out stateside. It's probably by the end of the year, um, and we will talk about it when the time comes for us to talk about it. But for now, we're gonna. Watch episode 38 of Digimon Adventure, Prophecy. But first, we have to check with this week's sponsor. And this episode is brought to you in part by... The Future. Are you tired of of waiting for the next Digimon movie? Do you want to just skip right through the next 60 or so weeks of Podmon Adventure to hear us talk about the newfangled thing. Try the future. It's where all the cool stuff is happening. Head on over to Podmon Podcast slash let me get some of that future. I want to be in the future now, please. And get 50% off the passage of time. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. We are. Uh, fucking... You you pointed out watching the episode, there is a lot of random Christian imagery. Yeah. In uh in a Japanese yeah. show about uh. evolving fighting monsters. <laughs> well I mean Angel. they can't die, so Yeah. Yeah, and a kid died. Yep. Um Angels, light, prophecies that don't make sense. Right. Yeah. It's all there. So Stupid. <laughs> we'll get there. Is, <laughs> is I guess he probably is like 
fucking cath Catholic pagan thing. I know if Cupid is Christian in origin. I didn't think so. No, he's a um, he's a uh, Roman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Er, the our depict I guess our depictions of of Cupid are filtered through. Yeah, the they they kind of turn him into a um, what do you cherub. Call yeah. Yeah. Uh So, start off with uh, the fog still hasn't cleared and. Myotismon's mask is just kind of laying there on the ground. But luckily, Jedi sends a cryptic email that is about as useful as anything else Jedi has told them throughout the series. That only is only made like any good prophecy should be. It is only made clear as the things in it happen. Yeah. And otherwise, you can just argue about it for 2,000 years and uh, retroactively apply its vagaries to literally anything that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mimi goes to put on clothes because priorities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's j- like, sorry, everybody, I-, I kept you waiting. I was finding my ridiculous hat. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe and Gomamon find Joe's brother, Jim, hiding in the closet. What are their fucking names? Like, do we know what his other... Does yeah. he have multiple brothers? Uh, he has two brothers. Yeah. Um, Jim and... I don't think James. we... James. John. Jim and John. I don't... John. It has to be a J name. Yeah. yeah Everyone certain... in their family does not have J names. Yeah, I'm certain it's a J name. Yeah. Um, Joe, Jim, J- Joe... I'm sorry. I, we don't have to get... No, it's no I kind of want to know. It's yeah. fine. I can... Yeah. Uh, and look, look it up. Jejunum, jumble, Jimothy, Jimothy, Jorkley. Okay, so in the Japanese, um, his brothers' names are uh, Shu and Shin. In uh. the English version, they were merged into a single character named Jim. Oh. So wait. So he's in in this version. There's only the one older brother, but there are actually two. Uh, I don't think the other one shows up this season, though. That's, that's wild. How that's did they, so uh, weird. How do they get rid of him? How do they get rid of the other brother? I mean, they. I mean, they're all fucking like dark, blackish, blue-haired guys with glasses like they're they're not really that distinctive from each other so well, i just mean though like did they just take his like animation cells out of the fucking i don't think there's ever a point where both of his brothers are on screen at the same time so they just decided to cut corners so they yeah. literally call two different characters yeah. the same name and right they, okay that's very not racially charged at all of you. <laughs> I see ya. I see you, Digimon. Uh, so all the dear God. Um, just like even I can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joe doesn't really want to be a doctor, but his dad wants him to be one. Yeah. So his dad doesn't know he's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't come out as a pussy. Yet. <laughs> I feel like there's a bit of like cultural significance of yeah. this that gets lost in in translation. I think that there's like a um I mean m- most stereotypically we think of like a tiger mom sort of 
role yeah of, of parents but like i think that yeah i've certainly seen it a lot in media of uh there being a lot of cultural significance to uh your children succeeding in in uh, like eastern cultures in general yeah. um and particularly in the medical field because it's seen as like unambiguously a net positive right for the world so it's like if you if you raise multiple doctors you're seen as like unimpeachably good as a parent right so yeah just another means for personal validation through your children which uh you know is always great always really good and healthy um but we don't really get to meet joe's dad but we like it's cool to still get a little bit of like that uh generational conflict with with joe and this it's interesting though that we kind of get the same, uh, with different payoff, but the same arc with Sora, mm. with her mom wanting her to yeah. like, like put on makeup and stop being a tomboy and yeah, um, and, and, and work in the flower shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, her her from yeah, and Sora actually buckled a lot more under the pressure of yeah needing to be in the flower shop. Comparative to Joe, who's like being forced into the medical field by his parents, yeah, uh, you know, and is basically taking it on the chin, other than just being a little bit sad about it, right? I mean, he does carry around a medical bag with him everywhere that he goes, so that's true. You know, he's not he's not bucking the tradition all all too much. I think he's yeah. b- he's basically probably resigned himself to just go down that path anyway. Oh, I mean, yeah. I I think also with Joe, it gives him an excuse. Like, like we see it earlier on in this arc when everybody else is going out to uh, to hunt for what we now know to be Kari and knew then to be Kari. Um, <laughs> like he has the excuse of, "Oh, and I've got summer school," because like trying oh, to get yeah. into a to a good high school and everything. So. He has an excuse to be antisocial and to be uh, cowardly and all yeah. of all of that. But if he does go into the medical field, I hope to God he doesn't go down surgery. Like he Could doesn't you... take that path, considering how much of a fucking klutz he is. Yeah, I feel like he'd like drop a liver as he was approaching <laughs> the fucking body. He was well, think about if into. Joe like developed a god complex, like most surgeons end up like doing stereotypically. Yeah, yeah. how insufferable he would be. Even uh, more so. Oh, oh man! So, in the uh, in the visual novel game that came out last year, um, uh, it's kind of like it's a bit of a retelling of of adventure. Like a lot of the characters have have parallels, and there's really I won't spoil anything, but there's really two for Joe in that. If you split Joe's um, like sense of responsibility in being the oldest of the group and his just innate cowardice into two separate characters, um, it creates two of very well written, but two of the worst fucking possible characters. <laughs> like Joe needs those things to balance himself out to not be just the biggest worthless piece of shit possible. No, it's fair. Um, 
Yeah, if only like Joe Moore ends this year. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've talked about this a lot before, but like his his uh, uh bitch move per episode rate has gone down. Yeah, dramatically. For, for sure. Um, he did have one in this episode though. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Because uh, he used to have multiple per episode, right? And oh then yeah. You've gone yeah. several you without giving up. I think he maxed one. out of like eight. One of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to back too. I remember mm, that one. But like with. <laughs> Um, I mean, Izzy has development as far as like the things with his parents, which we'll, we'll get, we'll get to, uh, but as far as being a character, Izzy hasn't really changed all that much. And the same with like Ty and Matt and Sora, but Joe and Mimi start off as pretty insufferable and like just kind of shitty either selfish or cowardly or anything but that leaves them so much room to grow and so like i'd say the strongest like character development has to go to to a joe and mimi at in this season um so anyway uh all the parents and various npcs are still asleep at the convention center um and then after some Gizamon attack yeah. uh, Matt's dad's van, uh, a bunch of Myotismon's bats, which only exist as part of his attack, yeah, uh, are sleeping in a tree and wake up and darken the sky, or which, at least yeah, a section of the sky. A very that, small portion. Yeah. yeah. That leads me to believe that whenever uh, Gomamon summons fish, right. that they're just alive. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they have to suffer until they like suffocate in the air. <laughs> We've like a... asked this question multiple times. No, I mean, like, yeah, we never really see yeah. them in another shot. But if they have, follow the same rules as fucking Myotismon's bats, then they're just out there suffering somewhere. <laughs> just on the ground. Yeah. There's just like a dog whistle or, a, I guess, a fish whistle yeah. that... Like, Goemon just sends out whenever he needs them, and they just show up through some kind of wormhole or something to help him, and then go on about their fishy lives. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he, you know, he hears gossip from them, but uh, he also probably has to, like, sift through all of their, like, hatred towards him, <laughs> like, as their, their unquestioned uh, dominator. He um, he says he seems to think or at least act like he thinks they're friends. Yeah, yeah. Because he calls them like his fish pals or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, that may be to just throw suspicion off. <laughs> does, okay, so I know he does in the um, in the abridged, which so sadly only made it to like seven episodes. Um, but I don't know if he ever calls him his fish friends in the show. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he I think they're just, <laughs> just his, his fish, uh, warrior slaves. Yeah, they're his army. <laughs> yeah, it's like Aquaman's relationship to his fish. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of uses them for, for whatever. Gomamon is is Aquaman. It is canon. I mean, he's, I wouldn't. He's better than yeah. Aquaman. So, um, so yeah. And Izzy's parents confess the the truth, but of course Izzy already knows. Yeah. Well. Uh, but he doesn't know 
how his parents died or that um his, his new dad is his um his dead dad's distant cousin distant cousin yeah yeah who had a baby that died around the same time yeah yeah that like, the parents died you know when that when that dump truck pancake flattened your parents we knew this was an opportunity <laughs> to replace our dead son and we jumped on it Dear God. Sometimes it's in the telling, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he got to fucking Jewish stuff up. By the way, whenever they're um, like standing over their unconscious bodies of their parents, mm-hmm. Sora takes a moment to uh, train Kari in a lifetime of lying to herself, right. just convincing her that everything's going to be fine. <laughs> the spell's going to wear off, and everything's going to be okay. Oh, uh, so yeah! Important, important skill set for a woman to have. Oh, it definitely. Is. But man, just. For a show that has, like, could we talk about this last week? Like, has such black and white, good and evil with no, like, moral nuance, um, just simple save the world plots, and, um, and, like, at least with their foundation, really tropey characters. The show can just get so real. Some sometimes just out of out of nowhere. Yeah, just like you know, because you, you could have just had like, yeah, you were adopted, Izzy. I know, and that's why I've been been distant from you. But then you have to go into like, oh, your, uh, your father was drunk and fell asleep at the, fell asleep at the wheel, and drove under a under a semi and was decapitated. <laughs> that literally happened to uh, to a great uncle of mine, by the way. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and then, like, oh, and our our newborn son died at the, same, at the same time. And also, we started this arc with Izzy in, like, what, episode five? I think it was the first time that Kabu Terrymon shows up where we get our little glimpse into, like, Oh yeah, is he being adopted? Adopted, and so just to get the payoff being just a punch in a punch in the gut in a real like tender moment, which he yeah. doesn't do very very often. But you get to kind of understand why Izzy is so uh, like emotionally cut off because he doesn't really know how to how to process this thing yeah. that he. He knows. It was a defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. But also his parents say the only acceptable thing to say to your adopted child. As far as we're concerned, you're a real kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, and they trust him 100%. Yeah. Oh, the, especially Izzy's mom. Um, yeah. And Izzy's, Izzy's dad is a is a good counterbalance, but Izzy's mom is just the best. Yeah, she rules. I see what... Uh, Tintamon seasoner. <laughs> Yeah, which, by the way, during that whole tender moment, Tentamon is uh, leaning over the uh, edge of a corner. Sobbing. Also crying, which uh, he apparently has tear ducts. That's kind of disturbing, considering he's an insect. But, right. um, uh, yeah, he's also like, <laughs> I wish I was the one squeezing those mommy milkers <laughs> right now. Oh. So speaking of moms, Sora's mom wakes up and starts chanting Myotismon's name. And Myotismon kind of reforms himself as a giant black blob, uh, sucking up all that good human energy. 
He's a vampire, after yeah. all. Yeah. He's a giant vampire. I, mm, I'm not a thousand percent sure what his deal is still. But it's fine. He's, <laughs> he's a big old vampire with really long arms. They really like to do that. Have you noticed the, yeah. the artist really likes doing things with really long arms that yeah. don't really make sense anatomically? Uh, luckily, the next part of the prophecy they figure out before it's too late. Well, kind of. Uh, when the clock strikes the hour of the beast, the undead king will reveal himself in his true form as the beast. Yeah. When the clock strikes six hours and 66 minutes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hour of the beast is upon us. So, yeah, at six seconds and six minutes past six o'clock, Myosmon will reveal himself. Which, did it have to be during a certain year that that happened? I mean, I... Or I, a I, certain I, day? It was just I any assume, day at that time? Well, I assume that, like, the day of his... Um, of his death as Myotismon. Like, he oh, can't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't un- unveil his true form until... Because that's like... I kind of mentioned this a while back about the fog was setting all of this stuff... Yeah. This stuff up. He's been kind of, like, planning this as a contingency uh-huh. for a long time now. Right. It's like, well, if these kids do somehow kill me... And as long as I cover the city in fog yeah. and I have their parents uh, asleep to suck their their life force from <laughs> and some bats sleeping in trees. If then... I forget to keep attacking them while they're <laughs> devising right. their plan. Also, he consumed. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. We're just about just about to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's back. He's been a Myotismon now. He's. Fucking grotesque looking, and the first thing that he does is just fucking eat Demi Devimon. Just unceremoniously. Yeah, he completely. just turns into Kirby. Yeah, yeah. A character I kind of care about, Demi Devimon. Like, yeah, he could have been redeemed. It's possible, but now he's just fucking. We're gonna have to pick him out of the teeth of <laughs> Venom, Myotismon. Yeah, I. L- this is one thing that I really, really love, though is the main villain killing a minor villain trope. Like, it's always just so satisfying to me. Uh, Just because it, like, A, it shows, um, like, the vast superiority, which, you know, Demi Devimon was never a fucking challenge to them, like, physically or in power or anything like that. Um, But in this case, it just shows, like, the depravity of the of the main villain. Yeah, like, that he was just was. Yeah, it didn't make him flinch at all to take out his his main supporter. Yeah, because we've seen Myotismon kill his henchmen that like have failed him or have turned on him or whatever. But yeah, yeah Demi Devimon is his fucking like his biggest fan. Yeah, absolutely. It's like yeah. number one servant. Yeah, yeah. He like Demi Devimon was rider rider die if. If Demi Devimon hadn't put all the people to sleep in the convention center and done all that shit for my Otismon, he wouldn't have been able to come come back. He was completely dependent on him up until this moment where he wasn't anymore and yeah. so no longer serves a purpose. Just get you just get you out of there. Yeah, he's a sub that flew too close to the sun <laughs> and eventually became completely dominated. I bet on some level he was happy as he was being destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so, in spite of the fact that uh, Six Ultimates did not a goddamn thing to my Otismon last week, Metal Greymon and Weregurumon attack Venomiotismon and, again, doesn't do a goddamn yeah. thing. Though, Weregurumon riding the tit rocket is badass. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Uh, Which, in that scene, the, the tit rocket was weirdly lumpy. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like, it had a different sort of texture. Yeah, I don't know. That's just weird to me. Um, And Gatumon has a plan, though she doesn't say what it is. And, I mean, I guess it's just... Get the angels over there. Yeah, get the angels over there and, and fight him, because these fucking... Dogs and dinosaurs aren't going to do anything. So she takes Patamon with her. Uh, Venom Otismon just disintegrates an entire fucking building. Yeah. yeah. Falls back on one, too. Like yeah. Sort of inadvertently, the uh, the, the, the Digimon kind of caused that. that uh, which this the, the death toll must be in the thousands, right? There's no oh, way. Oh, yeah. There's no way this wasn't just, like, a horrendous loss of life. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people, like, asleep in the convention center. But we're in fucking Tokyo. Yeah. Like, there's... Well, Odaiba, right? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Odaiba is, like, is it, a like, suburb a, or okay. whatever it's called. Oh, it's of, like a little island, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in, in the episode prior, last week, um, Izzy says, you know, this isn't like whenever big monsters come and attack cities. Yeah. <laughs> oh... Well, yeah. to Matt's dad. <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, but also, yeah, fucking, yeah, multiple 9-11s have happened, oh, basically. Oh, for sure. Because of this weird vampire. Uh, Metal Greymon and Weregurumon get the ultimate knocked out of them. And uh, <laughs> and Izzy's dad's like, how the fuck is that monster so much bigger and stronger? And so this is one of those things that... Uh, like the passage of time and just like the escalation of the franchise has kind of worn down. But at this point, megas weren't really a thing. Like they existed, but there weren't like, there weren't that many of them. The original Digimon um, world game doesn't even have mega ultimate is, is the top out. So, and they've always like talked about ultimate being quote unquote, fully digivolved. Like that yeah, is like the name the, applies it too, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that is the peak of, of things. And so the reveal that, Oh no, there is a higher form and the bad guy has it. And you don't is like a, is a major fucking moment in the context of like 1999. Like, holy shit! Yeah. Uh, and to quote Matt, uh, it's like they changed the rules in the middle of the game. Yeah, I mean, and hundred percent for sure. Uh, but there's one little piece of the prophecy left. Uh, Angel Woman and Angemon have to shoot arrows. When bats come crests. black out the sky with their dark wings, two angels will shoot arrows at the loved ones, and they will scream into each other's asses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they hold hands. They do hold yeah. hands. It's pretty sweet. It yeah, is a really very sweet. It's a very sweet moment. I told you they'd fall in love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You ready to do this? <laughs> yeah, bro. That's it is a very like <laughs> like bromancy kind of uh thing going on between Matt and Ty. Tell you what, you know, one day you're rolling around on a frozen island <laughs> looking for your little brother, screaming into your friend's ass, and then all of a sudden you realize what you were looking for was there all along. <laughs> <laughs> and so they do, and um, we get the thing, the moment I've been waiting for, the coolest fucking Digivolution yeah. sequences. Yeah, hell yeah. In this fucking season. They're fucking rad as shit. Yeah. Uh, we're Greymon and Metal Gorurumon, and we will talk about them next week because they just show up. We don't even actually see them on screen. We just see their uh, their Digivolution sequences. And then the kids shout, cool! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, what else? Like, what else is there to say? It's like, whoa. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty badass. I fucking love work. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. Later. We'll definitely talk about that that next time. Uh but yeah, that's that's this episode. Um <laughs> I guess they will talk about War Greymon and Mel on next week, but um what's what you got for us? Uh, when uh, Venom Myotismon first uh, be- becomes big, uh, somebody notes that he's been taking steroids, which I think is a very banal and funny way to look at a giant monster that's about to right. have a death toll in the thousands, as we mentioned. Um, you know, it's a little bit twee for the scenario. It's like if somebody was like watching 9-11 happen, <laughs> and we're just like, <laughs> women drivers, am I right? You know what I mean? Just like a little bit out of... It's a little tacky. It's out of pocket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's also a line from I I don't I think it's Matt's dad, uh, uh is is referring to the prophecy that we heard earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, just the w- it's more the way he delivers <laughs> the line than yeah. it is the actual line, but it says, um, what did it say in there about angels? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just very like aggressive. Um, and then we have a cute line from TK. Uh, talking about the uh, uh, arrows of love being shot into his brother and Ty. Uh, he says, what if you get, like, dead or something? Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I wonder what the or something would be. Gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Matt, what if you turn gay? <laughs> I guess you'll have to stop loving me, TK. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's like the most little kid line. Yeah, for sure. What if you get, like, dead or something? I always wanted TK's hat. I still want TK's hat. Yeah. I've always wanted Ty's goggles. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very just anime in mm-hmm. like goggles. Why, do, why does he why does he have them? Because um, he plays soccer? Yeah, he wears them like when he plays soccer that's specifically, yeah. right? Okay, that's uh, actually a good a good point. Is it? Yeah, for sure. He's a goalie, right? Uh, no, I don't no, think so. Not anytime we've seen him play, he hasn't been a goalie. Oh, some okay. some players just wear those. So like people play those, wear those when they play like basketball. Sometimes, um, just protect your eyes from getting damaged. <laughs> yeah, I got a contact lens knocked out of my eye once yeah. by a basketball. Plus, everybody's fucking hair in their universe is like a blade edge sharp, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you could accidentally get blinded just running into somebody. That's fair. Although, uh, I mean, Ty definitely styles. His. It's not naturally oh, yeah, like that. Right. We've we seen do him see with it. it. Yeah. Uh, like true. when he wakes up or uh, he gets it wet or something, it's mm-hmm. 
down and shaggy, but goddamn, how much gel does it take? <laughs> well, I mean, it was the 90s. There's, there was There's plenty, plenty of gel to go around, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, I was shit. I was a kid then. I know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I remember putting gel in my hair. Yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a shame this show wasn't more popular for many reasons, but mostly because uh, just wearing goggles as a fashion statement could have caught on and never did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I you, you'd only see kids that were super into anime ever trying that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think more likely you would see them with the Naruto uh, headband thing around right. their neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we'll save Venom Iotismon for next week. Yeah. Since he's, he's still in the mix. He's still he? in the mix. But um, do we want to reconsider our ranking of Demi Devimon now that he is yeah. actually gone? Um. Let me see here. He just got slurped up. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the first to uh, die die by slurping, isn't he? <laughs> so he is currently number sixteen on the list. Yeah, he deserves better. Um, who are our top five? Our top five are Leomon, Myotismon, Edamon, Gatomon, Pumpkinmon, mm. and then Gatsumon, Andromon, Devimon, Skullgreymon. Let's put him just under Andromon. Above Skull Greymon? Above Skull Greymon. And above OG Devimon? And above OG Devimon. All right. I don't think OG Devimon really no. had enough time to have that much of an impact. And I have like a really good picture in my mind of who Demi Devimon is. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty fucking hilarious, honestly. He's just like, he's just a little toady just to be stepped on. And, and he gets no satisfaction or uh, reward for any of his sacrifices. Or right. It's just in general very hilarious. Um, he's kind of a tragic character in that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, finally, what about this episode? I'm going to go ultimate. I like this one. Yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah, not as strong as the previous ones, but... No, but it's, I mean, it's clearly a two-parter, yeah. so, yeah. like... I'm willing to give it something. Yeah. Plus, those fucking Digivolutions appearing for the first time. The Digivolutions were... We're cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun with the uh, dynamic between Matt and Ty. A lot of uh, personal emotional development with Izzy's character. And mm-hmm. Joe. And Joe. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, no, I feel really good about this being Ultimate now that I think about it. All right. And uh, so that concludes our broadcast day. Tune in next week for episode 39, The Battle for Earth. Yeah, we'd just like to remind you, if there is somebody special in your life, uh, scream into your uh, into their ass before... Uh, Shooting before them with an late. arrow. <laughs> yeah, before it's too late. Uh, you never know uh, what's going to happen before you're, like, dead or something. <laughs> oh, no. We'll see you next time.